0: Hey people, welcome to P4DI, the podcast for digital and innovation across Hull and East Yorkshire. I'm Pete Waddingham and this evening I'm joined by Courtney Farrow. Courtney is a freelance copywriter um, and also the director and founder of Bloom, uh, uh, an organisation that helps companies with their digital presence. Uh, Courtney was a really interesting guest I loved talking to her I've never really met Courtney and talked to her in any detail uh, but but a great person full of creativity Um, I'm kicking myself I should have done my research a little bit more about Courtney because she has been um, just uh, up for nomination for Hull and East Yorkshire Business Awards finalist uh, in July and uh, I should have asked her all about that Uh, so hopefully um, I get to chat to her again in the future Um, certainly after July and find out if she's won Uh, but yeah we talked uh, about uh, digital about her work as a freelance copywriter we talked about a project that she's working with with some other C4DI members uh, called the creative point and uh, we also talked a little bit about mental health so yeah I hope you enjoy it ladies and gentlemen give it up for Courtney Farrow Marty Farrow. hello, Hi. welcome, welcome to the P4DI podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done a podcast before? No, no, not first time. <laughs> Good. Well, you're in safe hands because I'm an amateur as well, mm-hmm. and um, I know you sent me an email a while ago saying, um, you know, that you'd do a podcast with me, and, mm-hmm. um, and and that you might even do an article about P4DI and what it what it was, and yeah. who's your audience. I thought that looks way too scripted. Yeah, I can I'm not that well planned, so yeah. if it's all right. I just really want to get to know who you are, actually, yeah. on, on this. So yeah, tell us a bit about yourself. I know you do. Um, you're a copyright freelance copywriter, mm-hmm. uh, and and you've got your own organisation called Bloom UK. So would you mm-hmm. tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, I do copywriting and social media services for businesses across Hull and the UK. So, that includes, like, blogs, website, copy, um, anything that they want right and really that will promote them, I'll do. So, like, from printed stuff to digital, but mainly digital stuff. And then I help them with their sort of strategy around social media and how they connect with their audiences, too.
0: So, you've been doing it for a while, then, have you? How long have you been um, doing it for?
1: Hours? For about two years? No, know, right, three yeah. years. I don't, for yourself, you mean? Yeah, yeah, so, I've been, yeah, I've been working for myself since 2016. Um, I did it. Pretty much, well, the day after I start finished my exams for uni, right, and I okay. started doing it. Like right, um, freelance, so, yeah. yeah, great stuff. Um, yeah, I started working for a, a few different like market agencies, and it just sort of grew from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like you've got a lot of experience, because I know you do um, a lot of work for C4DI, don't you? Yeah. And you do their newsletter, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've read that, and I think you've, you've made it look really um, visually nice. I know there was a new format that came out. so. Yeah. So you know just tell us a little bit about that industry a bit more, because it's not something that I'm familiar with so what mm-hmm. what is a business uh, what what support you provide to businesses what added value do you help them you know grow their business just get their kind of allow them to tell the story what sort of you know just give a bit more flavor please if you'll mind
1: yeah i think well like i said i help initially it was a, more like blog posts um that would go on their website just to tell the brand's story really or yeah, yeah. you know tell them a to offer customers a little bit more value for their businesses and then since then it's sort of grown into sort of yeah you know, like the newsletter style stuff that i do for c4gi so that's like. A regular like weekly newsletter for Z4DI that I do um, It has like the the local tech stories that yeah, happen yeah. about startups in the building, uh, events that are going on, things like that, um, and it's just sort of grown from there. Like the original why I've start why I started doing what I do now, I actually wrote my own blog from the age of around 16, 17. Oh, yeah. So that's how I sort of developed my skills. On what subjects? That. What was that um, Initially, it was like beauty and fashion. Oh, like yeah. every sort of teenage girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of grown with me, so now it's more like lifestyle. You still do it? Yeah. Um, well, try and balance that around my actual business. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still up there. Um, so you must,
0: write and you must have written a lot of stuff. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: why That's why I sort of struggle actually to keep up with my personal blog because yeah. I'm writing all day for yeah, clients yeah. to come home and then think, oh, do I'm going to do more writing. It doesn't happen, really, yeah, that regularly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, nowadays, I sort of write about lifestyle stuff, a bit about freelancing. It just sort of has grown up with me. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So what kind of what clients are you working with or what subject areas? I mean, you don't have to sort of name names of companies, mm-hmm. but, yeah, you know, what sort of subject areas uh, are you involved in? Obviously, tech and mm-hmm. stuff here with C4DI, yeah. but what other sort of companies are you with?
1: Well, I've written, from, like, written pretty much... About everything, I think. Although there is obviously more, always more to write about things. But like, yeah, a lot of my clients are sort of tech companies or startups, which is exciting. Um, It companies health tech um i work with a designer um on his stuff as well which is still digital digitally based but i've also worked with like coffee shops jewellery shops and sort of the e-commerce side of it as well yeah, yeah. so yeah you, you must you be really
0: know. well connected uh you must know a lot of people then i do know industry. a lot of
1: people but i wouldn't yeah. say like well connected sounds sounds quite Does, funny yeah, because maybe, I'm yeah, quite yeah. an introvert I I sounds right, quite okay. funny to say well connected but yeah i walk through places like i went to an event today I knew pretty much everyone there, and I was like, hello, hello.
0: hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I guess as well, then, you must know a lot, or get to find out a lot of what's happening in yeah. this industry, which must be quite good. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of like a naturally, n- not a person, but I like to do research on things. I like to find out what's yeah. happening, you know, setting on subject areas that interest me, whether it be mm-hmm. like health and wellbeing. So I guess the job that you're doing allows you to to kind of find out, you yeah. know, and, and, and and be well involved, so it must be great. And um, What do you think of C4DI here then? Because I know this is where you're mm-hmm. based. What, how has it helped you as um, uh, in, in your freelance work and why did you end up here?
1: Well, I started working at actually at the building. I had an internship um, with a member who's still here, actually. Um, I started doing some stuff just after I finished university and then alongside that I was doing freelancing for another marketing agency that was based here. So I was sort of just in the building and then the internship sort of finished and then because I'd made sort of connections within the village and I just sort of lingered around yeah, and then yeah. eventually um, like, had a membership. Um, yeah, and it's just sort of grown from there, really. Yeah, you feel like well
0: at home here then. Yeah, you? definitely. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. I've sort of grown with the with the community and I've seen a lot of different businesses grow as well. And yeah. Now
0: they've gone upstairs, like yeah. to the bigger offices, like so yeah. Takes a, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. nice nice pride, isn't it yeah. when, when you hear some of these stories yeah. and sort of when you I mean I I talked to a few and I always get the kind of companies mixed up. Is it We Our Source? Um mm-hmm. I think that's the actually that's not the name yeah. it's source, isn't it I think source, it's source yeah. isn't it? But that's the Twitter handle, isn't yeah. it? We Are source, but it's source. But their story was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you know young startups they started, down here in yeah, the co-working
1: there. space so, yeah. Yeah, and then everything. Upstairs,
0: so. so to be able to be surrounded, I think that's what I like about this building as well to be able to be surrounded by kind of natural entrepreneurs and there are a lot in this building aren't there? It's yeah. really nice I think you know? yeah. and hopefully it, it rubs off and I think it must be rubbing off on you because there's a new venture that you're about to sort of get involved in which is the creative point is it? I was wondering if we yeah. could talk a little bit about that. So with, with Matt Johnson and Tim, Tim well,
1: Goodfellow yeah. yeah we
0: tell us a bit about that and what, you, what, what, what it's going to be? Yeah
1: so for a while now I've been wanting to do An event at C4GI that hones in on that creativity within digital. Like, I know a lot of digital people are creative, like software developers, designers, they're really creative, but perhaps not in the same way as what. um, Different, like myself, for example, I did a history degree, and I've I never thought I'd work in digital or tech. Like yeah, that yeah. would have just not in a million years. But now I'm like at the center of well, at the center of digital innovation. <laughs> um, There's a clue. Yeah. There's a clue. You met <laughs> <Yeah>. people. <laughs> I work at the center of digital innovation for a lot of different tech companies, um, but I wouldn't class myself as you know a, that technical person at all because my background is arts and yeah, creativity yeah, yeah. and i think there's a lot of value that like different degree subjects or do you know different interests like history english arts uh, even sort of drama the theater like live arts yeah like could bring
0: to digital yes. those
1: transferable skills
0: so, so that's so, what you're thinking then so you've seen yeah. an opportunity where you want to bring some more of the creative side mm-hmm. of things into this tech arena and hopefully yeah. Um, I mean, you, yeah, tell us a little bit about the format, because I, mm-hmm. I think you're hoping to put on talks and some, to you know, talks some and
1: workshops, yeah. yeah, so basically, um, yeah, so Tim, again, he comes from like a creative background, and Matt did a degree in marketing, and he's very, sort of, even though that bridges the gap between digital and marketing, it's like the three of us have come from non Real like we haven't done computer science or anything yeah, like yeah, that if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, the idea is to bridge the gap between the two communities. So have creativity in the technical industry and also show people who maybe just finish in university doing their creative art subjects, um, that there is a chance for them to come through into technical if they want to, and like those trans how those transferable skills would Benefit them. So, yeah, it's going to be like talks, like standard, you know, a speaker speaking, (laughs) sort of um, inspiring stories from people who you might not expect to be in this building, like the center of digital innovation. Um, Also, like workshops, a bit more up close and personal, so you could have like takeaway. Things of like how to iPhone photography.
0: Yeah, I really like the sound of that um, because as you know, I've I've been talking to Matt Johnson about podcasts, Mm and he did um, a a nice article about how to get started in podcasts. So I think the idea of doing some sort of workshop to show people, you know, how to access it. We've just been talking about how you, you know, microphone quality, microphone Mm -hmm. sound is quite. It'd be brilliant if people could sort of pass on to their knowledge. Yeah, that's the
1: idea. So like that sharing skills, which I think is at the heart of this community anyway. But getting those skills. Sharing sort of workshops set up where someone who's from that traditional tech industry could come downstairs, like or wherever it would be hosted, (laughs) um, and learn how to do a podcast, learn how to maybe um write um something on social media um or promote their software or whatnot. And then on the other point, it's like getting those creative skills in, maybe someone who's done it doing a history degree, because like my my degree. Pretty much, even though it's completely different to what I do now, it, the fundamentals are it, it was researching and writing, yeah, like yeah. taking complex subjects yeah. and turning them into that simplified. And it, if I, yeah, if I told myself even two or three years ago I'd be here now writing about you know software and yeah, computer yeah. stuff yeah. and IT, I would just be like, no, no, no way. Yeah. You
0: know. What I mean? So where would you like to go well, on a, on a on a kind of professional level for you personally, what what, what would really float your boat if we could get involved in and, and where would you mm-hmm. like to take, with, with Matt and Tim, the creative point, what would be the kind of, so like the first question mm-hmm. about you personally, where would you like to take the, the creative point?
1: So me personally, I've not really given a lot of thought to where I want to be, which okay. uh, I'm now, I'm, well, let's of, that I'm now trying to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the past couple of years, it's yeah. very much like full on and, and you do just end up working in all sorts of projects when you first start out and I've just sort of been like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like a yes person, I yeah, guess, yeah. Um, with projects. But yeah, hopefully, I'll. I think I've, I do enjoy sort of that bridge between the digital and, like, uh, using that, um, taking sort of complex subjects from like computer science or technology, and like helping people, like the general public, to access it. And I think okay. that
0: could be yeah, there's definitely a niche there, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, I mean, uh, sort of digital inclusion. Mm-hmm. It's it's not probably as as mainstream as it needs to be Mm -hmm. because, you know, you see the world changing quite fast. I mean, we're probably fairly tech-savvy ourselves on a personal level, Mm -hmm. and the next thing, we've got AIs coming, you know, and and, and God knows where the world's going to be in in, in two, five years' time. So I think that's nice that you're going to, like, that that would interest you, that digital inclusion. What about, we talked as well briefly, just when we started chatting before Mm -hmm. this, about some kind of, like, personal interests, and and I know you've, you've got a bit of an environmental kind of, yeah. you know, you, you were talking about planting sunflowers and I've seen a couple of things that you like, so yeah. there's an environmental... Do you see digital help in some of the big environmental problems that we've got in this, this day and age? Um,
1: I'm not an expert on that, but I, I should hope so, yeah, because obviously the future is sort of... Well, it is digital, isn't it? That's a bit cliche to say. And I hope that, you know, we can use some of those skills to improve. I mean, I know some of my clients, they're already speaking about like ways in which they can use all sorts of technology to improve our like, air quality for example right yeah um and just general stuff like that to improve our lives so i'm hoping that you know, we can do more with packaging
0: and... Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, packaging really yeah. kind of winds me up. But yeah. on, on, on that kind of, that what you just mentioned, I mm-hmm. think it's really interesting, and, and certainly from your background, I noticed there was an article from The Guardian yesterday mm-hmm. that talked about, there was a bit of a call to arms for all journalists up and down the country that they realised that they need to start talking about climate change a lot mm-hmm. stronger. And, and they compared it to how they used to... And talk about when, when, when the country was given up for Second World War. That actually mm-hmm. there was that big culture arms journalists kind of everyone yeah, was telling like the same mm-hmm. story. So I think the the type of role that you offer and, and that you can tell those stories mm-hmm. and, and promote that, but with a bit of creativity. Because if it's not done with creativity, it'll just be the same yeah, role. Everyone's wrong. heard that you know the it's planet's right. you know going to be destroyed and it's mm-hmm. climate change. But, to get people really interested, we've got to look at that more creative...
1: Yeah, I think it's about, like, simplifying as well. So, um, and, like, making it easier for people to do it more accessible. So I think a lot of, sort of, environmentalists, or not a lot, like, some the people you see in the news who are environmentalists and maybe, like, the media sort of portray them as being this militant, you've got to be, from tomorrow, you've got to be zero waste, vegan, all this stuff, which is great if you live that lifestyle, but realistically, like, for example, my mum and dad or my partner is not going to wake up tomorrow and think, yeah, that's fine, I'll just live a life like that. I think it's those little ways, so, like, the way I do it um, so I've been a vegetarian now for like a, a year and a bit and I know that's not, you know, fully saving the world or anything and I still use plastic and I still yeah, use, yeah. it's just those little steps and yeah. I think that's a lot more accessible and it opens up that conversation if you have like either a metal straw you've brought out with you because I've done that before and people have said, oh, you know, why are you doing that? And then you sort of say, oh, well, because, yeah. you know, or oh, how are you do it, going, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. In those little accessible ways. Um, and I know, like, my, for example, my boyfriend, he's not a vegetarian, will go out and he'll have, like, pepperoni pizza. And I would never say, don't do that because of X, Y, and Z. But most of the time, he eats vegetarian with me because it's just yeah. normalised. Yeah, yeah. And like, my parents have asked me questions about it as well. And if I, I just sort of explain it in my own, oh, you know, for the environment and for the different reasons that I have. And I think those slow little nuggets of information of how people can change little yeah. ways yeah. will hopefully... Um, equate to like a bigger yeah.
0: change because you're right actually because the, the, if you think mm-hmm. about sort of the mentality certainly I'm going to pick on males but males might mm-hmm. have normally be I'm going to eat meat you can't stop <laughs> eating meat and um, I was listening to BBC Radio Humberside today on the way in and, and Bernsy was speaking um, and he, he mentioned how he's having a lot more vegetables mm-hmm. and as well as the health side of things actually he did. He did refer to the the environmental side, mm. which I thought was really nice because if you think about someone like him locally, he's quite influential. People listen mm-hmm. to him, and it's not easy for for a male in a certain type of you know environment to kind of say, you know, what, I'm I'm doing this for the planet, mm. you know, because I guess over the years people might have had it drummed into them yeah. that vegetarian, you know, tree huggers. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's about um, com-
1: overcoming that stereotype. Yeah, it's still yeah. not. It's got the balance between. I have the balance between actually saying you know actually that's what i believe in to the point where people are like oh okay i respect that but i think if you if i went to a restaurant and told my dad not to order you know roast pork he'd laugh, he'd literally laugh yeah, in my face yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah it's just it's just about those little simple steps so i do mm-hmm. think yeah journalists and you know writers and creatives have that role to play doing, for, like, as well as like the technology companies and Big corporation. Well, this is it. And
0: I think, you know, the, the idea of, of, again, some of the work that you're doing, but kind of talking to people, telling people stories, that all helps because it connects mm-hmm. people and, and, and it plants the seed. And like you say, if you do it just with a bit of a creative twist, mm-hmm. hope, hopefully it helps. And um, the other thing that uh, I wanted to speak to you about as well, and um, this makes me sound like a real sort of stalker, but I did have a quick look on your Twitter for you just mm-hmm. before uh, to find out, and, and, and I do follow you on Twitter. Um, both as you, as Courtney Farrow and some of the projects involved in, mm-hmm. but I noticed that you uh, put a, um, a tweet on about um, anxiety mm-hmm. and and and, uh, and and the feeling like you made it out of, of of your house and out of bed, and I just wondered, you know, we we yeah. said if we could talk a bit about kind of mental health and what it means to you, you know, mm-hmm. is is mental health an issue that you, was close to your heart? And, and
1: uh... yeah, I'd say so. So. Yeah, I openly talk. I try and openly talk about mental health as much as possible because I think it's important. Um, and yeah, like I do tweet things. <laughs> it's normally my twi- my personal Twitter feed is not like credible or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I do try and make it again, it's about making it a bit more of an open conversation. Yeah. So, I personally find quite a lot of help when I'm on Instagram or Twitter, when I follow people and they've explained, like, you know, I am struggling because I think a lot of Social media nowadays, it paints this amazing picture of people on beaches all the time. Everything's positive, like positive vibes only, and all that stuff that goes around. And then you know what? I don't think anyone would feel like that fully all the time, but I can easily slip into that. Oh, well, their lives are perfect. They're doing all that stuff, going on holiday all the time, seeing their family. They've got children, married, all this stuff. And I can feel a bit like I'm just sat in my pyjamas, you know, doing some stuff on social media or just sat watching Netflix and not done anything. So 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 do you find yourself comparing yourself? Yeah, so so I think it's just as important to put those stories out about, Mm. you know, yeah, today I didn't do much because my brain was in overdrive, that I didn't get much done or, you know, I felt like rubbish today. I think getting those conversations out there and I think there is a lot more what to do with it. it well. What does it
0: feel like to you when you feel sort of rubbish? I, I mm. watched a programme, only briefly, I need to catch the rest of it, but it was with Alistair Campbell. I don't know okay. if you saw it no, on BBC. It. No. it was on BBC Two about two days ago, and it was how Alistair Campbell, it was me and my depression. Right. So I didn't, didn't realise that. I mean, I knew who Alistair Campbell was. He uh, he was like a media PR person for for Tony Blair mm-hmm. and uh, you know, very sort of influential. Um, But he's struggled with depression all of his life, Mm. so he's kind of opening up with all this, Mm. um, which is again is is, is great, because it allows you to sort of see the inside mind of someone you think, actually, on the front we thought you were, like you know, Mm. you've got a good life, you know, you had a good job. But obviously, even when he was working with Blair, he was on antidepressants. Wow, yeah, yeah. so exactly. it's quite ironic. So, <laughs> so, again, just from, from your perspective, what when you compare yourself, what does what feeling like, you know, do you ever feel low? Do you, you know, what, what, what?
1: Yeah. Um, well, yeah, basically, I was trying to describe this my part to my partner. You um, try and articulate it in different ways. And um, I, I always think, like, a lot of people just wake up and, you know, they've got like a level which they feel fine on, you know, go out without the day. And at moment, like, a lot of the time I feel like that, you know, you can just do stuff. Um, I don't know if it's like this for anyone else, but um, especially with the, I suppose the, the low mood side of it, it's like I've woken up and I'm already, like, you know, five points down or, like, a low line, if that makes any sense, and trying to do anything beyond that or put myself up, it's, it's everything's just a lot harder. Yeah. I mean, obviously people have more severe than I do, and I, yeah. I'd hate to think that I'm sat here going, you know. Yeah, you
0: should never feel... Um, you know, you should never feel uncomfortable with how you feel. I mean, yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts on health and well-being, and mm-hmm. um, there's a great one. I was going to tell you about it, actually. It's called The Broken Brain, mm-hmm. um, and there's a couple of them. really insightful podcasts to help with mental health, mm-hmm. uh, very linked to kind of nutrition. But one that was listened to recently, there's a, a, a British kind of um, you know, well-being guru called Peter Crone. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about, like, the awareness that we should all have. And, and, and actually, as soon as you start thinking, oh, no, nah, again, you kind of compare yourself That's to other thing. people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel bad, but I shouldn't feel as bad because I'm lucky. Never worry about that, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, see, if you wake up and you feel low, don't even worry about, well, someone should be lower than yeah. they are, you know. Am <laughs> yeah. I might have a because you'll tie yourself in knots. So just just going uh, uh, back to kind of your personal perspective. Mm -hmm. So you you know, it sounds like you have them days where yeah, Yeah. things are a struggle.